You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 38. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 38. 38. Let's continue the podcast. <laughs> What's up, podcast world? Woo. We're coming to you today uh, via Zoom. Um, a little of the happenings post-Hurricane Laura. A lot of you all know we have recently gone through a pretty significant um, event in our hometown of Lake Charles. Uh, category four hurricane came through I think the strongest in 150 years to hit uh, so we're enduring a lot and we thought we'd come to you with a little update today maybe with a little overarching um, idea of every storm runs out of rain uh, that that's kind of what we're dealing with here and we thought you know we've got listeners all over the place not just in our area but all over the world we could share a little bit of our happenings with you all and uh, and see what you think what y'all think boys yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, I want to bring up that uh, our different locations. Uh, so I have returned to Jeff Davis Parish. Ah, I'm recording from uh, Jennings, Louisiana. <clears throat> Hi, dog. Where are you? Well, I'm in Baton Rouge, man. Been uh, Lake Charles and uh, Lake Arthur, and now Baton Rouge. Got a little Wi-Fi. I had to come over here for the pod. CC. Yeah, I uh, I rolled out to Houston. To stay with my brothers um, for you know close to three or four days and been kind of going back and forth and now we've settled in a little town by Galveston called Crystal Beach where we're kind of holding it down riding this thing out some more until uh, we can get things back online in Lake Charles. Yeah that's an interesting little place like I was telling you before we came on uh, Crystal Beach is a nice little community good fishing there nice little beach uh, so it's a good place to hang out good choice. Yep. Yeah we've enjoyed it. Yeah, we're, we're just thankful for the technology to be able to do this. We're sorry we've had a couple uh, episodes we had to go on the reruns. We, we've got a, a good one we recorded pre-storm, but we thought it would be a good idea to, to rock this thing out uh, for you all today before we came out with some of the other information. Uh, but before we get started, let's uh, hop it over to a little Would You Rather, and I think John has come up with one off the cuff for us here today. Okay, Would You Rather, or Who Would You Rather, Evacuate with Craig Cream, Hot Dog, or John Steve. <laughs> oh, I have man. a feeling I'm not going to get picked in this. <laughs> All right, Craig Cream, you're up. Oh, man, you guys are both awesome, man. How am I going to choose? <laughs> Oh man. 
And then uh, my, my, you know, technically, I, I'm sorry, I got to go off the cuff and say both of y'all because we technically all had to evacuate together, so none of us are left behind. Um, I can see that, uh, you know, it's. I can tell you what it'd be like evacuating with both of y'all. It would be pretty awesome. Uh, you guys would be throwing some funny jabs at each other the whole time. Uh, Steve would be keeping us entertained with some comic relief, kind of um, keeping it alive and real. Matt's going to be very uh, on point, you know, keeping us in line, keeping us organized, won't let us drop the ball whenever we want to go and goof off and, and uh, make Craig Aritas and cut up. He'll, he'll be like, no, guys, we got to do this, we got to do that. Uh, so I need the comic relief and I need the, uh, the organization. So um, I don't know, man, I can't. I'd be I'd be losing something if I if it was with just one. <laughs> a solid answer, CC. <laughs> okay, hot dog, what you got? Well, I'm gonna be honest. My initial reaction was Craig, and <laughs> but then you know, and I'm sure we might get into some of my storm happenings because hot dog always needs help in life, and he's had a lot of freaking help the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm going to give John a little benefit. I'm going to go with both as well. But, John, I'll be honest. At one point during the storm happenings for me, John was making sure that I was fed to the point that he even bought salty and sweet to my house for me to <laughs> eat, which was a pretty, pretty big deal. I do feel like I need some support, you know, the uh, emotional support from Craig always having my back. So we're not going to let that slide by. But because of John's actions over the storm period and Craig took in freaking a third of my house over at his house right now, I got to go both just based on that. Uh, and I, I think it might depend where I would evacuate to, uh, depending on who was with, but I'll go with both as well. I'm not selling y'all out. <laughs> Class, I can't. <laughs> How about you, John? After living through evacuate with me, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't evacuate with me. Uh, for one, I would probably go hop in and uh, get in with Greg Green, you know, having the young kids, the seven-month-old and the three-month-old, getting them out of their routines and, you know, all of that. We've been having some late nights and they've been waking up in the middle of the night. So uh, to preface that, everybody comes with you. You got the whole family too. Neither one of y'all clarified on that. So all yes. the family's coming. Tiny's going to be jumping on you in bed, all that kind of stuff. So. And Matt, we know we know with your opinion on snoring, I'm telling you, you got to be ready for 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. wake-up calls, man. Those kids are unpredictable, and yeah. you got to just roll with it. That's it. I'm out. I'm with Craig for sure. We've been. <laughs> I think the older kids. <laughs> we've that's been, awesome. That's, that's what we've been dealing with. We've been multiple wake-ups during the night. And, uh, you know, like you said, hot dog does need a lot of help. So it, you go with him and he's probably going to put you to work at some point in time. So I would go with him. He's <laughs> CC life. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Classic. That's pretty good, John, for all yeah. the tough. I'm not going to lie. That was good. That was good. That, that threw us a curveball. Yeah, it just hit me. Well, I just want to talk about the uh, start off the lead up of uh, – to the storm, you know, it started out, uh, coming in wasn't that big of a deal. Category two hurricane, maybe category three, bottom line, wasn't a big deal. So whenever we left town, we didn't make a lot of preparations. I didn't board up my house. We didn't get any extra food. We didn't clean out our refrigerator freezer. And then we get to Baton Rouge and uh, we're in that area. And 
the night before the storm hits, they're like, oh, it's getting stronger. It's going to be a three, definitely going to be a three. I'm like, oh, well, that's a little concerning. And then uh, next thing you know, they're like, oh, it's going to be a category four. Oh, it's, it may hit a category five. This is going to be un <clears throat> unsurvivable storm. So it rapidly escalated to something that was certainly unexpected for uh, me and my family. So it, uh, it really got a lot more out of control really quick. Um, I mean, how, what was y'all's feeling on it? Yeah, I was similar to you, Steve. You know, we had been through some hurricanes before where we evacuated. It was a kind of a dud and we stayed behind. It ended up being a little more than we thought between you know, Gustav and Ike. Uh, uh, my family evacuated to Baton Rouge where I have a daughter at college and we got a hotel and I told them, hey, I'm going to ride this thing out with the dogs. It's easier to let them out in the backyard. We'll just conquer down. And, you know, it's a category two, maybe. And it's probably going to veer off to Texas. I said, tell you what, if it gets above a three and it hits, like, coming towards Lake Charles, I'll probably roll out. And sure enough, next day it reaches a four, potential four or five, and it's direct hit to Lake Charles. So I was, you know, somewhat underprepared. I mean, we had clothes and whatnot, but you know, we weren't, we hadn't boarded up windows or anything because, you know, these storms, they, they just, they change direction so quickly. And we did live in a higher part of land, despite living on the lake. We live on a very high piece of property at 14 and a half feet. So I felt pretty good. But of course, we evacuated Baton Rouge. We're watching this thing unfold live on Weather Channel. And they're talking about an unsurvivable 15 and a half foot surge. And, you know, the winds were no doubt record setting. I want to say they were, you know, 150 mile an hour winds sustained 120s, peaked at 180s, and this lasted for four hours. So just watching it un unfold and, uh, you know, my house alarm's going off at 3.30 in the morning, and I don't know if that's because stuff's blowing open or people are breaking in, you know, all this stuff's going through my head. It was a, it was a pretty wild ride um, and, of course, headed back the next day. So that's kind of my lead up. Uh, how about you, Matt? How did how'd you lead into this thing? Matt went for, pre went for preparation. Um, we, my family had endured, well, I mean, y'all were there too with Hurricane Rita, but they, um, my childhood home was on the water when that came through back in 05 and got about four foot of water. So hurricanes are a pretty big deal in my family. Um, I wasn't super worried about the situation until I woke up. I think it was the morning before or maybe two before that when they started saying it might be a three. And that's when I was like hot dogs out. And I do want to mention, uh, my good buddy, Justin Brashear, we did board up my house, man. We got some, some pretty good photos, some pretty good memories out there doing that. Got some sandbags, got to know some of my neighbors really well. It's kind of a bittersweet moment, especially now with the aftermath from my little area uh, with what happened to some of my neighbors. But uh, it, it was uh, something I prepared for as best I could um, and got out of town. And John was out of town. I was a little worried about our dear friend CC because when I called him, I was leaving to go out of town and I was kind of late getting out the day before too and craig was like i'm not really sure man i might hold it down I might stay i was like craig get out of town <laughs> i was a little worried about cc i called I him too after uh after i talked to you i was like man what you gonna do he's like ah you know if it gets up a little more i'm gonna get out of here so i knew if it went that direction he was gonna hit the road and be able to get out of there but to yeah. go back to your uh, boarding up stories, I, I got to see some of those videos you run around topless. How long did that last prior to Hurricane? Hey, look, man, uh, in an opportunity to be topless, you got to take that one <laughs> comes about. But no, on a serious <laughs> note, I, I, there was a lot of preparation. It took us a long time. I was 
bag in sand. Uh, I mean, it's pretty hot. There's no need to be wearing a shirt with all that kind of situation going on out there. Um, it was a lot of it was a lot of preparations on my end. I got all my stuff. I have a townhome. All my stuff kind of went backwards. I got it all upstairs. I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. All my stuff downstairs. I evacuated upstairs in case we flooded. When I started hearing about the the storm surge, even though my area's never flooded before, but they were saying it could be something you know like they've never had. Which actually over here in Baton Rouge, I'm sure y'all recall a few years ago they had spots not from a hurricane but some type of weather event where stuff never flooded to flooded and that's what was going through my head man could we be in a situation like that and my lawyer side of me was running around trying to mitigate all my damages and make sure we were I was going to be okay with my stuff downstairs I wound up getting it upstairs and then well I had to evacuate the whole house when I got home so yeah, it was good good stuff what about y'all uh on the storm itself um uh, Got back into town pretty early. I think all of us got back pretty early and were able to see what was going on out there. Well, yeah. fortunately, fortunately for me, uh, Keating, whose office I'm recording from today. Thanks, Keating. You know, I feel a whole lot of power just sitting in this seat that I must be exuding too. from his presence. Uh, Keating went and took a took a spin around my house uh, not long after the storm hit and said, you know, it doesn't look too bad. You definitely have some uh, roof damage. Uh, so I was able to at least breathe a little easier knowing that I still had a structure. There was still something there. Uh, knew that I probably had some damages, but uh, it wasn't something that, you know, my house was completely blown away, which when they were talking about the, the wind speed of 150 miles an hour plus gusting to 180, like Craig Cream said, you know, things just don't really stand up to that. Um, so as we were going through it, I was expecting to come back and see a flattened um, community, you know, just trees and debris and uh, all of that. So to have that uh, early on relief of knowing that, you know, it was still in pretty good shape, had some damages, but should be something we would be able to repair and be able to get back in. It was, uh, it was a relief to be able to do what you, CT? Yeah, I think something that really struck me coming back to town was just how how bright it was. You know, Lake Charles is a town with a lot of trees and foliage, and it just kind of mowed down the landscaping around the community. And uh, I think every house that I could witness had something. And like Steve said, I mean, there were the cases where complete homes were lost, but you know, a lot of them were still there, but lost a lot of uh, shingles and you know, small structures. And of course, there's the water damage from raining into the home which is better than flood damage. And so that was uh, kind of freaky coming in. It was, uh, I came the next morning, so I'm driving around down power poles and under power lines and around trees. And in my house, fortunately, uh, we had remodeled it. It's only less than a year old in a remodel. So it had a new roof, had a lot of these things. It still took a lot of shingles off and messed up the gutters and paint and uh, the dock and of course the landscaping, but it could have been a lot worse. And you know, it came, the house came with one of these generators built in, which was a blessing. I've never had one, didn't know how to run it, but it was running when I got there. So I guess I got what I paid for. Uh, so that was kind of cool to have a, that was a, a neat deal. And, um, you know, there's a lot of work that's going to be done. I, I spent most of my time helping, you know, a couple of buddies, our, our friend Monkey's roof got messed up. So we pretty much tarped till midnight that first night because it was going to rain real bad the next day. And he'd asked me to help him. And so I had a little crash course and tarping roofs that was kind of interesting and uh 
you know, I guess every day since then, uh, it's just kind of been a, you know, trying to work at home a little bit, trying to go back to Houston and, you know, cause a lot of us have to work from our computers. There's no internet, there's no power really. Uh, the water was just, you know, y'all can speak to that. We didn't have water for several days. Um, so it's been kind of interesting. I mean, it's definitely the town's still out of commission in a lot of ways, but slowly coming online. Uh, about you, Matt, when you rolled in kind of, well, my story is uh kind of kind of interesting. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. A lot of people I'm going to thank on my on my on this thing today here, but Rachel Palermo, one of my really good friends, um, she actually well, got know. to know. Yeah, she got to know both of y'all pretty well throughout this experience. She went in the uh, the next day and uh, was driving around because she had stayed through the actual storm. Um, she had sent me like a video the night before. It was really cool. She stayed through, watched it all, and. Um, she was like, hey, your health looks pretty good. You're in good shape. You lost a fair amount of shingles, but the health looks good. So I rolled in the next morning, and when I got there, it was raining. And I got to my house, and there was water coming in from, like, uh, a light upstairs and one of the fire detector things in my upstairs, which, ironically, is where I had moved all my stuff. So um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I literally was like, I was sitting there, and I walk outside, and uh, there's about 15 townhomes in my little area. and one of the guys is already like doing work at the one across from me. And he's like, yeah, the roof caved in up here. And I was like, Oh my God, code red. So I immediately, uh, I texted Rachel, my phone wouldn't go through, but it went to her and her and her sister came and helped me. God bless them. Move all my stuff upstairs to downstairs. But I really didn't know the state of what was kind of going on at the house at that moment. It was still raining. And, um, Within the next day and a half, my stuff is now between the Palermo's house, CC. Uh, Rachel, thank God, had AT&T because I've Sprint. It wasn't working at all. And uh, she got a hold of CC, and I got stuff over to his house because I was trying to get it where people had generators. Lady J had a generator. And uh, long story short, thankfully, um, I've got a new roof on my house right now currently. And I made some good friends with some restoration people kind of doing hot dog ways, making friends with people out there in the world. A little shout out to my buddy Joe. We restored the house pretty well, and I think that it's a, it's a blessing because I think about 12 or 13 of the townhomes by me are like gutted to the studs. I think I'm kind of one of the middle ones, and I'm just really blessed, man, because you, you go down in my little area, and it's nothing but sheetrock. And John, you saw it. You've been out there a couple times uh, on the street. It's, it's a really it's a pretty rough spot for a lot of the people in my little area. Yeah, I mean, for people who have not experienced this type of thing, uh, whenever I was driving into Lake Charles, starting probably 15, 18 miles out, I came in in the morning really early, um, way before dawn, and driving in on Interstate 10 uh, from the Baton Rouge area, you just start seeing debris. So you see metal roofs, you see trash, you see... Uh, things that are just out of place and then you get a little closer and you see gigantic trees that are just snapped in the middle um, you see billboards that are just broken in half or the whole billboard top is just ripped off and maybe halfway on the interstate so it was a very um, ominous thing coming into uh, Lake Charles even though I knew my, my place was in pretty good shape as far as uh, my home was but it was just a an odd thing you know it was i guess it was because we didn't get a whole lot of rain leading up to the event and the ground was pretty dry that the amount of trees that were just snapped in the middle was just 
overwhelming. I mean, they were just amazing. Uh, you know, a lot of times in the past, whenever we've had hurricanes that weren't nearly that strong, you'd see a lot of uprooting. The whole trees would just lift up and fall over and the whole root system would be intact. But this one was completely different and it just took off the top of trees everywhere. And a lot of them landed in houses. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Something that, that I saw the picture of it, but it wasn't until I got into town. We have a, a pretty tall, tall building. I don't know how tall exactly it is, but uh, the old Capital One building and man, like, I don't know, 60% of the windows just blown out of that thing. And when I saw it in person, it was a lot more striking to me than when I saw the, the pictures of it um, right after the storm. It was just awe-inspiring to look at. Yeah, honest. we have and a... We have a little office in the Capital One building that we still can't get in and look at. I have a friend who has an investment firm above us, and the windows blew out and pretty much flipped over every desk and chair and disheveled their whole office. And so just based on his, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, man, that's not a good thing. And so we're supposed to make an appointment for a 30-minute walkthrough here in a week, and that'll be the telltale sign whether we're one of those offices that lost the window or not. You know, it's kind of a coin toss. We pray for um, AccuPlus. Yeah, no, that's a lot. Of, yeah. That's where that's where it's held. So we'll see what happens. Maybe a shortage on Craig cream. Might be a shortage on, or or a discount, a special fifty yeah. percent off hurricane. Uh, you know, dent and scratch. <laughs> oh man, what's interesting I've noticed, and you guys can speak to this, is that in the aftermath of of tragedy and losing so much. Um, despite being in such a dark place for a lot of people, a lot of them more than ourselves. And we have friends and family at different levels and loss, but just seeing people come together and help each other and um, the community as well as the surrounding areas, just watching parades of power trucks from all over the country and just uh, the outpouring of support. What do y'all think about that? I mean, just what you've witnessed as far as the community and just people helping one another in this crazy time. No, I, I would definitely agree. Uh, one thing that I've kind of been disappointed with is, you know, leading up to the hurricane, the last 24, 36 hours, they really hyped the hurricane really big, uh, got everybody all excited. But really after it hit, you haven't really seen a whole lot of coverage uh, nationally. And uh, I've had a number of people who have lived here before that I know in other parts of the country say, you know, they think that it's not that big of a deal. There's not that much devastation that's occurred. And that is certainly not the case. Uh, I'm not sure why um, there hasn't been a whole lot of coverage uh, on the devastation, the cleanup and all of that. But uh, it's definitely something that uh, my, I met with an insurance adjuster yesterday and um, he came in and he was, he was upset about it. He said, man, I came in about a week after and I had no idea what I was getting into. He said, I went to Katrina and I knew what I was getting into. I'd been watching news coverage for a week. I knew the devastation. He said, I rolled into Lake Charles. I thought I was going to be here a couple of days. And he's like, I'm overwhelmed. I just can't believe that this is being ignored by the rest of the country. Uh, and there's not a spotlight on it like, you know, has been done in the past. He's like, I was just blown away. So. Yeah, I, I think to your point, um, I was going to say to your point, Craig, uh, you're right. The community really has come together in a fantastic way. You don't see a whole lot of bickering and fighting. You don't see people, uh, you don't see a whole lot of looting, a lot of people doing some of the things you may have seen in other communities. Uh, it's been a really positive thing uh, so far. You know, we were at 
me and Andrew were at my office one morning cleaning up, uh, removing debris and putting tarps on uh, the office, trying to get the, protect it from further damage. And they had a, this old fellow pulled up um, and he said, man, I don't have much, but I'll, uh, I've got a boudin kolache. Do you want a boudin kolache? And of course, Andrew, 14 year old boy was like, yeah, I'll take it. So he gave a, he gave Andrew a water and a boudin kolache and, uh, you know, come to find out his business is right around the corner. And, his business was hit much worse than ours uh, was, and he was there offering us what he had. And, uh, you know, it was a, a very touching thing for me to see. Oh, fly Tookie Biscuit, that is. I, I think that, um, I think a couple things on that. I agree on the national coverage, but, you know, it, I've, I've said it a lot, I've, and I wish there was probably more coverage to it, but everybody kind of lives in their own sphere. You know, I, I have a, a a pretty good friend I've gotten to know out in California um, and they're dealing with a lot of wildfires going on. And absolutely, that's, that's something yeah. that we don't really appreciate or see. You might see a blip on the news, but the people who are, you know, in the trenches actually dealing with the losing their house, a fire coming out, it, it's hard for us to appreciate. So I can, I can kind of understand how those who aren't in our situation can't appreciate it. But I would say the people who aren't around and haven't seen it, I think John actually mentioned on a little video we shot yesterday about Blue Tarp City or something like that. You look around and man, it's hard to find a structure around that town without a tarp on it on some part of the, the structure. Um, from wind damage, from a tree falling on it, really significant stuff. And then I do think it's really neat how the communities come together on a lot of levels, even down to, I'm sure y'all may be seeing it in your own little neighborhood. Like your the few neighbors around you, people that I knew or might have seen in passing. Shout out to Marcel and Nate, some guys I would see every day, but not like interact with a ton. And now we know each other really well. And so there's a lot of good that can kind of come from it. And I think it's been neat to see that the people just right there helping out a lot too on a very smaller, even localer level than just the town. Yeah, absolutely. I've witnessed that too. You know, after I got my stuff, um, squared away pretty quickly since my, my damage wasn't too severe. Uh, that freed me up to go and help other people. Um, and I, I spent, you know, just about every day other than when my wife had to go to work, going in and doing those things, helping people clear debris, move furniture, do other things like that. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Dr. Kippard and his wife, Catherine. Uh, they seem to be at every location that I went to go help people who had more severe damage than we did. Uh, and they were at a lot more locations than I went to, you know, they have a, uh, a good sized family, their family was staying away and they were putting their uh, situation on hold and uh, really going out and helping in the community, you know, f f family, friends, and even other people that, you know, they just saw on the side of the road. Uh, so it was really, really nice. Yeah. I feel like, there's something to be said for going through these trials because it, you know, you see people coming together, you see family and friends coming together, you know, you're, you see the community come together and, you know, if anything positive could come from this, you know, down the road, you know, we're starting to see power kind of come back on. We know it may be weeks before everybody's completely online, but um, you know, you think about your own life. We talk about this so many times, those trials and tribulations in our life, how they make us stronger and, I was reflecting on this. I have a huge oak tree in my backyard. You guys have seen it. And I lost at least 12 branches. One of them's a big 12 inch branch. And this thing's huge and it broke. And you look around and these same trees have been there through her, you know, probably Hurricane Audrey. That's one of the, you know, early ones. 
Ike and Gustav and Rita. And, you know, it's one of these trees, I think it's does so well on the coast and in Louisiana because it has deep roots. And every time a branch breaks, it looks a little disfigured, but a new branch breaks off. And so you can kind of see the scars of this tree over the years and all the hurricanes. But I think each time it happens, it gets a little bit stronger. You know, the, the branches stay on that didn't break are a little bit stronger. The roots get a little bit deeper. And it's, you know, it's like you look at this tree as an example of our own selves and our life and kind of how we break and we take these twists and these turns and we snap. And But over time, it just gets more and more beautiful, you know? The tree itself and I think we as well get more beautiful the community gets more beautiful so I have to hope that when this is all said and done you know we're going to look a little prettier as we grow you know the buildings will be newer um, the community will have that experience they went through together and we've always been real strong in supporting our local uh, economy and so you know I'm, I'm, I'm a half a glass full like Matt and so I'm gonna you know as, as bad as it is hey I woke up this morning and my heart's still beating. So that's, that's a plus. And um, so I've, I've been kind of forced to look at the positive, you know, all of our jobs have hit the brakes have been hit. So nobody's working in the whole community. Nobody's work. It's just, it's crazy, but uh, I just try to have a positive outlook on things best we can. I love it, CC. I think it's a, it's a good thing to have. And I think it, it is a lot to, uh, you keep seeing around like, Oh, 2020 this year, 2020. And uh, you know, we've had the COVID situation. We got, now the hurricane hitting us and uh I, I do think it's a half a glass full situation man uh you can look at it either, either way you want it it's an opportunity and more importantly i i like to see it as man one day we all want to get to eternal happiness and if life was easy down here and you didn't have moments like this there what would be the point of eternal happiness so it's just our our time to, to bear our crosses in life and and this is just one of ours i mean stuff happens all the time that we don't necessarily seem deem good when it's happening but it's good and i was driving over here today and i thought you know there's moments in your life it might be for us it might be for other people that have been impacted by the storm where you don't realize it but it's a turning point somebody might move somewhere somebody might start a new job because of this it might it might open up a new avenue that you don't understand why it's happening when it's happening but you look back, I don't know, a couple of years down the line and you see that there's a lot of good that come, came from it. So while that might be hard to see in the situation, I, I think that, you know, part of the Lord's plan, part of the bigger plan, there will be good from it. No, I, I agree. Can't uh, disagree with anything else say, but I do have to say that uh, that Laura, she's a B.I. itchy, scratchy of a lady, man. She's got a whole lot of problems. Oh, yeah. um, but... <laughs> <laughs> my wife said you know why did it have to be hurricane laura you know could have been like a really mean angry like hurricane ursula or you know we have we've had ike and gustav no but it's like laura's like hi i'm laura i'm coming here to kick your butt today you know <laughs> <laughs> you know I've been, i'm staying in uh Hathaway right now and uh, i had an opportunity after i went and helped my buddy this morning clear some trees uh to go to mass and uh here in a new mass with uh, Father Keith. And uh, what he was talking about in the sermon today was about the, the reckless, desperate love that, uh, you know, God has for us. Um, and he talked about the opportunity that these trials uh, give us to express that to one another. Um, and it was uh, very, you know, as always, Father Keith seems to be talking to you uh, individually whenever you hear him preach. And uh, you know, it was just a very impactful thing for me today. 
That's awesome, man. You know, it kind of reminds me, both of y'all said something. And uh, so this is my buddy Monkey's wife, Carrie, on Facebook. And she just put, uh, for me, the devastation is a reminder that this is not our home. He has prepared it. You know, God's, like Matt said, God's prepared our home. You know, it's like when you lose those physical things, material things, the, the comfort of life. I mean, Jesus wasn't comfortable carrying that cross and he wasn't comfortable getting nailed to it. And so we all have a cross to bear. And, you know, it, it just reminds you that, hey, we're not here to be here forever. This isn't our home. You know, our home is an eternal life. And so we just put that cross on our shoulder. It's a little bit heavier this go around. And, you know, but getting through it, I think, is going to get us to that, that place we're all shooting for. Word up, CC. Another thing that's pretty pretty crazy about this whole deal, man, you know, as humans, we like to control things and, and we've done a lot with technology and all this kind of stuff, but you can't stop Mother Nature. It's just a, a powerful force that, that can't be stopped and is uh, something beyond us here on Earth that I, that I think is very something that, you know, everybody, don't care where you are in life, what you're doing, you, you've got to respect it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely needs to be respect. I got a got a question, Hot Dog. I just want to know: Do you ha do you know the the tally on what the count is on how many people it takes to handle Hot Dog post post hurricane recovery? Look, man. <laughs> I know it's pretty big. I'm going to tell you the list is kind of long. Uh, I will say though, <laughs> I, I really did. I was I was driving over here today, and you know, I haven't had any golf cart rides with Lady J. I, I've seen Lady J like once or twice since the storm, man. But um, two of my aunts have taken me in. Susie Book, my dear neighbor, is taking me in down in Lake Arthur for a few days. I've stayed at Lady J's in the middle of uh, no electricity when her generator was still working out there. Uh, the Palermos have been really good to me. My good friend Rachel's family took me in. CC without a stop in his new house. Everything together is like, here, Matt, just here, bring your stuff in to my house. Um, I have been, a lot of people have called and checked on me. The funny thing was, I really did realize how many people are worried about me in this world. So I have no, no phone usage in Lake Charles, especially like the first few days after the storm. And I was in there clearing out completely off grid at, at all causes well i get out i'm i kill it out of there now and i'm driving to, to baton rouge after like three or four days and my phone i get into service and i have like 59 text messages and seven or eight of them were like hey buddy are you okay hey man are you all right like justin Bashir called in a couple of times to make sure uh yeah it takes a lot of people john was taking care of me everybody was looking out for a little hot dog i did feel like well i don't have my own wife and kids i got plenty of people out there looking out for me you did buddy john wants to give me a hard time but he did you know craig one of the best things i saw john the other day it's really rare to get a compliment from john unlike craig always having my back <laughs> he was like man dude you know i was running around without a shirt out there trying to work while john was playing running around town doing god knows what and he's like, and he's like, man, looks like you actually have been working out. And I'm like, dude, those 300 push-ups a day aren't there for no reason. But I, I feel like he was recognizing my game. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And if any of you ladies missed it, Hot Dog was shirtless for a good two weeks, even, you know, whenever he was not needing to be, which was, you know, I'm yeah. sure y'all would have enjoyed. So I was pumped for Matt. And, uh, <laughs> hey, both you guys, man, you, I'm proud of both of y'all and all y'all did. So y'all both have definitely – earned your Craigarita, so we have to make that happen sooner than later. Looking forward to that. 
<laughs> yeah, I even I think he went topless more than Andrew did. And uh, Andrew was trying to go into church or something one day with no shirt on. I'm like, What's that? what are you doing? Calm down. <laughs> Dude, it's ninety something degrees outside, and you're and you're working with no air conditioner. I mean, it just is what it is. I'm glad you're kind of infatuated with my situation, John. But hey, man, we're just a one day at a time, just living life out there, and I feel like in no man's land right now. Yeah, you know, only hot dog during the height of the storm and the recovery. Somehow he picks up a personal assistant, and he has somebody to make his phone calls and run him around and go do his stuff for him. And I, I don't know how this stuff happens. It was, it was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Rachel really saved the day for me. Uh, this personal assistant is not a fair remark to her, but uh, she had a phone that worked and literally she really is a big podcast fan and it was pretty awesome. I feel like she was helping me cause they were in pretty good shape. They got themselves in order. They're in pretty good shape. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I have Craig and John's phone numbers now. She was just excited to be able to call and talk to y'all and see y'all. So it kind of worked out for everybody. Hey, huge props to Rachel, man. She was a great friend and a great support and a trooper through all this. I was, I was excited to see that uh, she was uh, helping you out. And that was really cool. She was super surprised when she was like, John told me, Matt, you have to eat like every 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) He starts getting grumpy. Oh, hey, Matt, you can, yeah, hey, we're just jealous you can pull it off, brother. That's I'm all. just glad yeah, that I can be at the center of all this. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I am, uh, I'm glad we're having some jokes and whatnot about it. But, but truly, I would say to, to the listeners out there, especially those not, I mean, a lot of our listeners come from our area and, and we, we, we want to let everyone know our thoughts and prayers are with, with our community and those, you know, in it and from without it, if you could, uh, could say some prayers for us because I, I think the journey ahead is going to be long um, for 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 our town in general, uh, for a lot of businesses in the town, people who we have a lot of small businesses in our community and, and people who have worked their whole lives to get to places um, where they're at and to have everything literally taken from them in a matter of hours is is a lot. Um, so I'm sure y'all can second that, but we, we could use all the prayers, love and support we can get right now. Absolutely. And the recovery is still underway. So there's still a lot of things that are needed. Um, I mean, you can contact the local charities uh, if you do have things that you want to donate. Um, I went and dropped off some stuff at the Catholic charities, which is just close proximity to where my office is. But there's a lot of people in from out of town to Samaritan's Purse. Um, You know, they had people coming in from Texas who were cooked uh, red beans and rice one day. I had a, a, a hot dog taco. Um, Andrew thinks we ought to put that on Botsky's menu. Uh, so a lot of people from different areas had some people from Baton Rouge that drove by my house one day whenever we were cleaning up and just said, hey, I have some cold water. Do you want some cold water? So we were able to cool off a little bit. Um, you know, some other people that I want to thank are uh, the Freedmans who took us in for a couple of nights. Um, Dr. Lou Court, my wife's uh, godfather, who helped us out. Uh, several other family members who has helped us out. So we're in the fourth fourth location now since we evacuated. So we're hopping around doing different things. And it's not easy, nor is it super fun to be taking in young kids who don't want to sleep at night. So we very much appreciate it. Taking in a kid and in yourself, too. I mean, taking on you is a job in and of itself. So. <laughs> God bless those people. 
Uh, I'm just gonna let that roll off my shoulder. Usual, <laughs> another cross the bear from hot dog. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I just echo these guys. I just want to thank everybody for your prayers and support. Everybody who's come to town, just friends and family. You know, people who've sheltered us uh, after evacuating, and uh, just you know, you know, with one thing going back to what Steve said in the media. You know, I don't think what you won't see is that there is no division in this town. There's there's people of all walks of life and backgrounds coming together, helping, sharing, loving. And, you know, that's not that's not good uh, shock value drama. And so you're not going to see that on, on TV, but that's what's happening. And that's really what we're all striving for and, and hoping for. So, you know, I guess for all those out there that have a hurricane in their life, whatever that may be, uh, I think just knowing that, um, at the end of the day, I think this is a, you know, people are good and they're going to help you. And, and there's, a, there's somebody who's got your back and, you know, if you ever need a need help, just, you know, shout out to the, uh, our podcast community for, for just support. And I mean, I think everybody's in this to help each other, because certainly there's lots of people who aren't used to asking for help who've had to, and it's crazy. You're just one text message or, or Facebook post away from getting all the help and resources you could ever imagine. So you know, just want to thank everybody and uh, anybody out there still suffering or in, in pain, just reach out, man. Somebody's out there for you. All right, guys. Well, look, we uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, hopefully, here we'll be able to record back in person um, and someday. Maybe the quality a little better, but hopefully this wasn't too bad. Wanted to give you all a little look in. Uh, like we said, we appreciate all the love and support. And remember, it can all change in the snap of the finger. Um, so until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more I Sing with me.